Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are decidedly not fueled by Diet Coke with wine. <laughs> the Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Perfect. Frick, Megan, you're just... Like, I... I am grieving my <laughs> Diet Coke with lime absence with a sense of irony and you're just <laughs> freaking <laughs> burrowing a dagger in my heart there. Well, I was just thinking if I find some, I'll buy it and then we could meet in Red Deer. Oh, shit, yeah, I will dude. bring you some. Love it. Because I feel like, I, so here's the thing. Oh, no. What's the thing? Uh, about time. <laughs> Normally, in like the, the regular school year, the idea of just driving to Red Deer t- for like, you know, a drop off of goods. A frivolous. Would be <laughs> because when the fuck would I have time for that? Well, let me tell you when I would have time for that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Oh, God. I know. And I was talking to uh, a colleague about some stuff yesterday because we're doing some planning for summer school, which is like an entirely separate thing. Um, doing some fun stuff in summer school, but like, holy shit, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Um, much more so than like t- re- planning for regular summer school, which I don't do anymore because I've taught the course like four times now. I'm like, well, here is my stuff. Send it away to get printed. Done. Um, so <sighs> we were talking about, you know, whatever. And she said, <laughs> said something about, oh, I don't know what I'm teaching on Monday. And I was just like, why are you still teaching? Like, I realize that we're still doing work, but like, this is English. We don't really need to teach anything anymore. Um, so my kids are working on stuff that takes like two or three weeks yeah. that I've sort of spread it out. So like when I meet with them on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, actually, for all of my English classes, I don't need to do any instruction. I'll just kind of be there for a little bit of time. So they, if they have questions or want to talk about some stuff and any kind of discussion, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it's also June tomorrow. So that's where you should be. You shouldn't be instructing as much anymore so, anyway. So it was just kind of made me laugh because I was like, well, why are you still teaching? My thought was also, okay, you've had all the time in the world. How do you not have anything from Yeah, Monday? there's that as well. I didn't, want, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But yes, there, there is also that. But yeah, it's been, um, it has been an adventure of a time. Because mm-hmm. like every time, you know, I think I got like a handle on things and there's like a wrench thrown in the plans or there's this or there's this. And I'm just always like, oh, for the love of God. Is that any different from a regular school year, though? No, but sometimes I can just shut my door and ignore it. True. Whereas now I don't really have the option of ignoring it. And I find, like, you know, it's that, not that I'm, like, ignoring it and not doing my job, but, you know, sometimes when there's a thing that you have to deal with, you just don't really want to, you can be like, no, I have other things to worry about. I'm going to do that. But now it just feels like, well, I do have other things to worry about, but they're only going to take me, like, half an hour, so I should probably deal with this other thing. Yeah. It's not right, a great. It just, it's not a great situation for procrastinators no. right now. Oh no, I'm 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 learning things about myself. Well, <laughs> mostly I still procrastinate like a madman, and it's fine. Uh, everything's fine. But I did all my marking last week because we had to post marks on Friday, so I haven't had anything to think about this weekend. Oh sweet! Oh, that explains the amount of reading you've done. Yes, reading and watching TV and, and other things. Yes, I I uh, yeah, and I also learned a, a shortcut for how to figure out um, if kids have turned in assignments because I don't get email notifications for when kids turn in assignments late because that's all my emails would ever be. Yeah. Um, so I figured out a way that I can check real quick 
for all of my assignments if kids have handed them in. Oh, sweet. On Classroom, there's like a little to-do list or whatever, and it opens up and it says how many have been turned in, how many have been assigned, and how many have been graded. So if you've already like marked them and handed them back. That's amazing. um, Then it tells you how many are newly turned in. Oh, sweet. Which is really good because then I can just go back and, and look at those three or four or whatever that have been turned in since, you know, the last time I checked that assignment and then be done with it. Yeah, instead of sorting through everything and double checking. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So now the only thing that Google needs to figure out, this is my, and I make a, a request every day because it drives me nuts every day. Um, Send in my daily not, email to Google. Nothing is not committed. Um, is that when you put an assignment in Google Classroom, there's no way to separate, like you can attach as many files as you want to the assignment, but there's no way to differentiate unless you, unless it's how you label your files, what's like the resources and what's the actual assignment. Right. So what I would really like, there's a way you can put resources and materials like in your Google Classroom space, but I want them to be attached to the assignment so that it's all in one spot. For sure. And so I wish that they had a way within, within when you assign stuff, when you, when you attach your files to the assignment, that you could check a little box that says like resource or yeah, like relevant whatever. resources. Or, or whatever like it is. Yeah. yeah, some way to, so that it categorizes a little bit separately. Because I had to, so my grade 10s are doing this um, this travel writing thing right now, because we had a couple weeks left before uh, our like culminating assessment, whatever that's going to be. And I still don't know what that's going to be, so we'll find out. Um, I gave them five articles that they needed to choose, that they had to, re- we read one together, I read one to them because I wanted to, and then they had to pick two more of the other four. And then they had to wanted to do a little comparison between the three that they read, like what's the thesis, what are some things they learned, uh, what's a question they still have about the subject in the article that wasn't answered by the article, um, what's a significant quote, what's the, you know, what's the author's intention, all this kind of stuff, right? Oh, neat. And so they had to do a comparison for those three. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted them to do was to do like a personal reflection or personal response about one of the articles. Okay. So they had to sort of, and it was a very structured response. I wanted them to spend a paragraph talking about, um, you know, how they, what they learned from the article itself, you know, their impressions of the place, their impressions of, of the subject itself, what that kind of stuff. The second one, sort of a personal connection. Yeah. Maybe you've never been to the place, but maybe it, you know, makes you think of this other thing or whatever. And then the third paragraph had to do with, um, you know, what's, what's the idea the sort of big idea that you take away from this article Mm -hmm. about travel and about seeing the world and about, you know, looking at things through different lenses and all these kind of things. So those are the two assignments. And I also, one of the skills that we never really got to, unfortunately, um, just because of time was how to annotate. Oh yeah. And that's hard to do that over video. Oh my God. But I wanted them to try. So we, I gave them a, a recorded video and showed them, you know, how I would annotate by hand and also how you'd annotate on computer because lots of them, of course, don't have printers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in the video, I walked them through how to, like, make a copy of the article and change the name of it so that I would know that, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. The number of emails that I got the day I assigned it and the day after that basically wanted me to just tell the thing in the video again. No. <laughs> was about... 80% of my kids. And I was just like, 
So I made a quick little post on Classroom and I re-reminded them. I was like, oh, by the way, here's the video that shows you what to do, how to annotate your article and how to rename it and make a copy and upload it into your assignment. You need to actually watch it. <laughs> uh, and also I went over it in class. So you should be able to see the video and hear my explanation in there too, because uh, I post the videos, the recordings every time. Uh, and then I was like, and if you email me without looking at either of those things, I'm not going to help you. Well, it's absurd. Like you can't avoid the directions goodness no like i said them i wrote them out i made a little like google slides presentation yeah and wrote them out in there i linked in my google slides presentation which i attached to the recording of the the class from the day i linked to the video that showed them how to do the annotating and the naming of the article and all that kind of stuff I also had a separate, like, I, they had access to it in, like, eight different ways. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Was, oh, and, uh, and I was just like, mm-hmm. okay. You just need, so, like, anyway. a draft email that says, look at the instructions again. Yep. And then email me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, look at the instructions and learn to do this yourself. Because we that's the other thing we've been talking about is, like, at what point... Are these kids supposed to take responsibility for their own stuff? Mm-hmm. Because, like, in school, it's a lot easier, right? When you're in a classroom, and you know this from being in a classroom, like, it's so much easier to deal with the issues that come up oh, yeah. when the kids are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. They have nowhere to right. hide. <laughs> yeah, well, and also, like, if you see 15 totally blank faces after you've explained something. Yeah. You you're like, be like, oh, I should oh, explain that better. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I know, I know that I did what I needed to do because I sent... I sent my stuff to a friend who's not a teacher mm-hmm. and doesn't use Google Classroom. I was like, can you, does this make sense to you? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, you can follow these directions. And he's never, he's never worked with Google Docs or Classroom or anything before. And I had him actually do it. Oh, yeah. That's and, a good idea. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is super easy. And I was like, okay, okay. Uh, he's like, I wouldn't have known what to do without the instructions because I've never used it before. He's like, but the instructions are very clear. And I was like, okay. But also, Perfect. like, I'm assuming he's roughly our age. We never fucking had Google Classroom when we went to school, but these kids use it every goddamn day. I know. And then I had another kid email me. or Yeah, and she was like, um, I was just wondering how come you didn't give me a mark for this assignment. And I was like, because you didn't hand it in. And she was like, but I did it. And I'm like, well, I don't have it. So you didn't hand it in. Well, but I finished it. And I was like, but you didn't hand it in. And I'm not going to look through your incomplete assignment to see if it's actually complete. Yeah, you got to hand it in. <laughs> I was like, that, I don't I don't have it in me. I said, every week I'm getting 150 assignments. Every week. Yeah. If everyone hands their stuff in. That's and insanity. I'm not going to... I know, which is way more than I'd be getting if we were in anyway, whatever. Class, I got, yeah. I got a lot of issues, but I was just like, no, no, this is not how this is working. Like, you need to, you need to hand this in. I'm not going to look for it. So, well, I, I swear I did. So then I like screenshotted the thing. I can have an overview of all of her stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, while you're, you know, looking for your assignment that you think you handed in, maybe hand in all the other ones that are missing. Oh my god. And I just like sent her a screenshot of, of all of the things that she's missed. Which is a lot. Kids will be kids. And then, yeah, and then the same kid, uh, she declined the invite to our next class. <laughs> so, oh! Be there. 
Wowzers. Declined. Yeah. I didn't know that was an option. Oh, I mean, because it's a, well, it's a calendar thing, so you can, right? Oh, gosh. Fuck. Yeah. The audacity is. I know. It's it's kind of impressive, to be, to be honest. Like, I thought I was actually pretty impressed with the guts. But I was just like, well, whatever. Well, what are you supposed to do? Like, goodness. Yeah. 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 Like, she could have just done, like, every other kid and just not show up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been my, that's been my week. It's been awesome. (laughs) Super fun. I love everything about it. Has there been any talk about next year? No. All I know is that our school board is making, like, kind of three... Right. Three plans. There's the, we are not back in classes, everything's online plan. There's the, we're definitely going to be doing some blended learning and there's the we're back in classes, everything's normal ish. Right. So they're I those are people who are not getting paid enough for their job for their work right now, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, and I would not want to have anything to do with that job. No, that would suck super hard. I don't even know yeah. how when they said like the potential for schools to open, like when they were first talking about uh relaxing all the isolation they're like schools will be at 50 percent capacity it was like fucking how dude (laughs) what's that mean (laughs) well like i was thinking about my classroom because i went in to work on thursday and did a bunch of printing and organizing stuff for summer school and whatever i was looking around my classroom Mm -hmm. i was trying to figure out how i would put desks six feet apart you would have literally 12 desks in your room i was yeah that's how many i would be able to have is 12 yeah exactly and then yeah. multiply that by three, and that's what you usually have. Yeah. God. So, yeah, we don't really know. One of the things that we did talk about, we had a meeting on Friday. One of the things that we talked about was that perhaps instead, like, kids will still be registered in their classes, but instead of working on four at a time, they might be doing one at a time, kind of like we're doing with summer school, like you do one in a month. Yes, I love that. And so everyone's still teaching, but yeah. at each, you know, each month it's you only rotation. have, yeah, each, and each month you only have one class. I love that. Or maybe two, depending on, you know, whatever, but like there might be a way to, to do that. So maybe, maybe you have two and then maybe it's like over every two months there, like September, October, then November, December. I think that's Or amazing. something like that. I think it's a great idea. Because I think then that, that eliminates a lot of the issues that we're seeing with kids being overwhelmed by, like, you know, their math classes and their science classes and yeah. and stuff. And then if the argument is that, well, they can't learn it in a month, it's like, well, yes, they can because it happens in summer school all the time. Yup. Sure does. So, anyway, that's that's what's new in my life. Well, it's much more exciting than mine, that's for sure. But you get to on. take a but you get to take a dog for a walk every day. I do. And like you have an excuse to like, you know, leave the house and occasionally like, you know, remember that other people exist. Yes, but it's still like it's still solitary. <laughs> like there's no sure I'm walking my dog, but nobody else wants to fucking be around me when I walk my dog, you know? No, that's fair. I had mentioned to uh, somebody at work um, 
not that long ago. I was like, you should come over for dinner sometime for like a whole bunch of reasons. And I feel like you know who this is, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, and, uh, and I was like, you know, and it, and it was sort of like, well, I've got lots of places to go and whatever. And I was like, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying here. Like, that's great. But every once in a while, as much as I'm enjoying being by myself and like doing my own thing, it would not be the worst thing in the world to have some company. Yeah, for sure. Like, there comes a point where it's fine, and that's why I go see my parents, like, once a week, sometimes twice a week or whatever. I don't do a lot else, but, like, I just have to get out of the house and, like, go see people. Yeah. Because otherwise I will go absolutely insane. Well, for sure. My, like, the two fucking exciting things happening for me this week is I'm getting a haircut. And... That is very exciting. Fixing this yellow and brown helmet on my head currently <laughs> and then I'm just like spending as much time possible at the dentist <laughs> they're like well we could do this we could do this and I'm just like yeah dude get it done <laughs> like <laughs> what do I got to do they're like what time works for you I was like fucking whenever dude <laughs> like <laughs> that's so funny sign me up <laughs> Those are my... So are they doing Are they doing things at the dentist that, like, you need done? Or you're just like, no, I'll just pay for stuff that I don't need done because I just need human interaction, like, no. which is they, they need, like, one was a crown and, like, things need to be done for sure. But I'm just, like, usually I would have some sort of hesitance over doing, like, a whole bunch of stuff at one time. Yeah. Because, you know, it fucking sucks. But yeah. um, now I'm just, like suffer man like what does it matter it's true it's true i helped a friend uh move her barbecue off of her balcony and and then so we could like get rid of it and then put her new one in on her balcony mm-hmm. um because she lives like in an apartment and it's a pretty big it's a pretty big step out onto the balcony um and it was just so nice to like see a person i know for a bit and then i had to uh, another friend lives over there so i dropped something off at her place and uh She's a teacher as well. Um, she's just coming off mat leave. And um, so she's not actually teaching. She's doing some, like, uh, translation work on their, their, like, English exams into French and that kind of stuff. Okay. Because um, they got a French immersion program at their school. And so that's what she's doing. And they're obviously not using exams for this year. They're using this is like, in preparation for next year. Mm. Um, <laughs> but she made some comment. She's like, yeah, she's like, I never know, like, what to, you know, I don't know, like, if people are busy. Or I was like, dude, you can literally text me any time. <laughs> Like, I don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. Like, it's fine. Oh, all of our excuses are gone. I think you and I have chatted about, like, the guilt at saying no to a a planned telephone conversation or a video chat or anything. Because you're like, ah, there's really literally no reason you should be able to say no. (laughs) No, it's true. Except I was reading, I read a really interesting article about why all of this, like, online interaction is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're not getting, like, actual live reactions from people. Yeah. And so, like, for me, with my teaching, like, I'm basically just talking to a computer. Yeah. Because my kids don't want their cameras on, and and it's fine. Like, it is what it is, but it kind of sucks. And so, by not having that, like, human feedback, it becomes, you have to put so much more work into it. For sure. And it just, it's exhausting. Whereas, like, if I'm in class or in front of people or whatever, and I'm just, like, I get really quiet, and they just kind of know. Yeah. Now we need to listen better, or now we need to, or whatever it is, right? There's all those cues that I think are missing from 
this interaction. Well, for sure. And it's so much more, oddly, the video things are so much more performative than uh-huh. regular interaction, right? Yeah. You gotta fucking be on. Yeah, like, whereas sometimes if I could just not have my camera on, I could just sit there with my head in my hands and muttering to myself about <laughs> why children don't know how to do anything. Yeah. And you can do that in the classroom. <laughs> you kind of can. I can make it look like I'm busy doing something or, like, you know, looking over something. Yeah. Or when you really can I just straight just, up just say, minute. I'm pissed at you guys. You guys suck. Yeah. You need to stop and you need to listen. <laughs> yeah. Not in those Like, I don't know words. why this is, I don't know why this is so hard for you. Yeah. But you need to figure it out. I like to use the example of, like, my friends who teach elementary school. I'm like, my friend teaches grade five, and I bet her kids could figure this out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I find so funny about, because my niece is in kindergarten, and she's been doing Zoom or, like, video classes. I don't know exactly what um, program they use. But I just think it's so funny, because they are just so excited Every time, Mm -hmm. like she does her hair and she finds a fun outfit to wear and it's just like the best thing is like getting to see all her friends and her teacher. But of course, that's kindergarten, kindergarten fucking rules. Yeah, whereas my guys are just like, ugh, do we have to be here? And some of them definitely just log in and leave. Yeah. Like they're just, they're there to be there and then they put their headphones on and whatever. My sister told me that in they're learning about rhyming words in my niece's okay. class, and apparently Olivia picked it up quite quickly, and some of the other kids didn't. Everybody <laughs> said she was listening in, and the kids were like just saying random words that had no rhyming sounds whatsoever, and Olivia kept looking at her like, what the fuck? Why aren't they getting it? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that doesn't rhyme, Mom. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> That's funny. Get ready for the real word, my dude. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I know. Anyway, so school's fun. It's almost over. Like, we still have, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, four weeks, I think. Yeah. But that's okay. we just fine. Oh, you get, you miss the fun exam time, though. Sort of. Yeah, the, the exam time at school is fun. Because we get to like, I mean, this year would have been super good too. Because there's, there would have been a Euro tournament, so there would have been soccer to watch. Yeah. And because I remember a couple of years ago when it was the World Cup, we did that right. And so, yeah, because there was a game at like noon. <laughs> no, I feel like that. No, there was a game at like I think there was one at seven, one at ten, and one at one. Mm-hmm. And so in those last like couple days of class. We watched a lot of soccer. Oh, for sure. Because as, as, as I had grade 12s and as they stopped coming to class and like, you know, they write the first part of their diploma and then they don't come to class anymore and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so I remember one day during the World Cup, there were, it was a Friday and we put th- all of the kids from three classes into one room and we still had desks left over. <laughs> Classic. Um, which was super fun. And so, yeah, we watched a lot of, watched a lot of soccer. Which is good. And, and like, we've got our smart board, so we've got, you know, it's, it's bigger than watching it on TV. On TV, and, yeah. And better speakers and all that kind of stuff. It's awesome. Like, it's so good. And so there would have been that. And then, yeah, exam time is fun because you just kind of get to roll, you know, roll in at nine-ish mm-hmm. and roll out at 3.30-ish. Yeah. 
More like and quarter to three. Put a, <laughs> and then you put a sign on your door that says you'll be back at three and then just shut the door and no one knows <laughs> there. But like, on the flip side, the way that our schedule has worked since we started all of this online stuff, the way that our like class schedule goes, I don't have any classes on Fridays. Oh. Because we do, like, period one classes are on Mondays, period two are on Tuesdays, period three on Wednesdays, and period four on Friday, or Thursdays. Okay. And so I don't have classes on Friday. Gotcha. And so, like, it's not that I have nothing to do on Fridays, but, like, my work, my Friday workday is a lot lighter than the other four. That's pretty nice. So, like, I've kind of been having, like, three-day weekends for two and a half months. So, like, I don't really need an exam time. You know, like, it's, it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, but then you also, like, just with a regular teaching schedule, you make up that time on weekends. Oh, with Mar- Like, of you're course. taking in 150 things a week. Like, that's way uh-huh. beyond a, you know, eight-hour yeah. workday. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's different. And so... You know, when the fall rolls around, whatever whatever happens. I mean, ideally, we'd love to just be back in school. Mm-hmm. Because I think that would just be easier for everybody, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't think we're going to be, so that's fine. Um, I hope that there's a way that we can do startup in school and then transition back. Yeah. So that we can actually meet our kids and, like, also set up Google Classrooms and set up all of that kind of stuff and show them how to hand things in and show them how to, you know, do, do all, all of those stuff. things. Yeah. Um, and even if it's, you know, takes a week for us to see all of our kids. Yeah, staying Right, them. like, whatever it is. And then, and then we get started. I think that that would be sort of advisable over a bunch of other ways. But again, I don't make those decisions. I'm just going to do what they tell me. Yeah, or they could just make class sizes smaller and school is a rotating attendance. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, basically half, half, like, half the kids in the morning, half in the afternoon. Or... Yeah. Or every other day, or, you know, like kindergarten does sometimes. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's ways. There's ways to do it, but I don't make those decisions. Yeah. So for right now, I'm just going to enjoy what I have, and then teach the summer school, and which will be fine. And then? <laughs> and then, well, I'm not going anywhere, so I'm probably going to read about 9 million books. Okay. That sounds about right. Which is what I've been doing. <laughs> So yeah, it's just like, oh man, it's hard to even keep your head above water with everything nowadays. I was talking to my mom yesterday about like productivity, and I said to she has a bunch of stuff that like she could be. I mean, it's different for her and for my dad because like they they're retired, so like mm-hmm. their days are all kind of the same. All <laughs> like the it's time, not yeah. the same. It's not the same thing, but. I said, I was like, no, like for me, I had things I wanted to try and do. Like one of the things I wanted to do and I just haven't managed to like get it done. I was going to try like once a week to do a quick little video, like book review and book recommendation and send it to someone to put on like the school's Instagram. Oh yeah. And I just haven't, I've read so many books. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't have the wherewithal to do this right now. I know, and we also have to remember that we're all, like, it's not like you're working from home. You're working from home during a global pandemic. Like, you have to be cutting yourself some slack about the, un- as I'm so fucking sick of hearing, but I'll say it, these unprecedented times. Well, it's true, and like, and I was thinking about it too in these terms, like, over spring break, let's say, I'll do some work at home, mm-hmm. right, under a normal spring break. 
I'll be like, oh, I gotta do some marketing or some prep or whatever. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's my my entire my entire job has shifted to my home office. Yeah. And I don't really have. I don't have a way out of it. And even if I was go- even if I was teaching going into work every day and doing my stuff from there, I could. But it would still be the same kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I'd still have. It's still and the then same I would have type a- of work. Yeah, and then I would have an hour less time each day because I'd have a half an hour drive to and from work. Mm-hmm. So, like, I pre- much prefer this. It makes sense. If I don't have to be in front of kids. Do you miss them, though? Oh, my God, all the time. Yeah. I would never tell them that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't say never, but no, I do miss them. I absolutely... So I was thinking that maybe what I'll do, because I obviously have access and get all their addresses and stuff, I was thinking what I might do is I might send everybody a card. Oh, that'd be nice. Just, like... But then I was thinking about the... Don- like, it's 150... I think I have 153 kids. Yeah. That's a lot so of stamps. <laughs> it's a lot of stamps, and it's also a lot of fucking kids that I don't like. Yeah. There are definitely kids that I don't like. You'd have to send one to everyone, too. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe I just... Maybe I'll just do it for my grade 11s. Yeah, I could do that. You could just do my grade 11s, and then I... Because it's the grade 10s that I really am struggling with. Oh, well, they're grade 10s. Of course you are. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... And I, it's two of the classes, I only started teaching them in February, too, so I, like, don't know them at all. Oh, God. Um, You're like... Like, I started with my grade 11s in February, but I have them every day. These guys, I, like, took them over in February, so I have them every other day. Um... So, from the time that all of... From the time the semester started until classes were out, I'd had them for six weeks every other day. So, I'd had them for, like... Two weeks. Maybe 14 classes. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks so much. Yeah. So, my other grade 10s that I have, I've had all year, they're also a full year class, but I've had them all year, and I know them pretty well, and... They're the easiest for me to deal with. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like, guys, just do it. Just do it. Remember when I said that I would replace your lowest mark if you did the two things? Just do the thing and then I'll replace your lowest mark. And chances are I'm going to be nicer on this one than it was on the last one, so... Well, yeah, and there's less feedback to give anyway, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, goodness. It's good times. Um, you want to talk some movies? Sure. Uh, Which one do you so want to start with? <laughs> it, took, it took me a long time to get to both of them, actually. Longer than I would have expected. I finally watched uh, The Gentleman and Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, before we start talking about any of these things, Knives Out sounds like a much better title for a Guy Ritchie movie than The Gentleman. Yes, agreed. Like, it just, it really felt, like, I mean, not that, you know, whatever, Guy Ritchie would have absolutely fucked up Knives Out, so it's fine. But, um, I just, I thought the title just kind of made me laugh. Yeah, it's way better suited to. Yeah. But it's also, like, you know, The Gentleman is tongue-in-cheek and ironic, because they kill people. (laughs) Very much so. So let's talk about that one first. Okay. Uh, it has it had a cast. Let me tell you, it didn't have a cast. <laughs> most movies do, Megan. Most movies do. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, hit me with it, top to bottom. Like when you, it's like it's like when you're saying like, oh, I had a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, I had a day, but it was a day. This was a cast. Let me tell you. And I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, I'm gonna have to. Go watch that. Yep. It's just like, bingo, bango, boom. Who else do you need? I honestly can't think of anyone else. 
to put into that movie. It was quite delightful. Who was your who's your fave casting other than the obvious? I, I really like Charlie Hunnam. I thought like that whole thing was phenomenal. It's um, ve- but- it was very um very strong Arthur vibes. Yes, it really was. In the and whole it tune. made me it made me a little sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there wasn't gonna be any more of that. Well did the gentleman um, make money, do we know? It had only a budget of twenty two million and it made hundred and fifteen million. So okay, yeah, it did okay. well, you know, guy, put that in a savings account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finance your own. But like and it, of course it had a small budget. It didn't need a big budget. No. Um, whereas I guess King Arthur did, I don't know. Well, so shouldn't much special spent, effects, right? I know. Like, shouldn't have spent so much money, guy. Yeah. Um, so here's the cast, in case anyone wants to know. Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Hugh Grant, and it just got, and Michelle Dockery. She's great. She's so good in it. It's so um, bizarre yeah. to hear her speak with a Cockney accent after so many years on Downton Abbey. Well, the thing I'm watching her in right now is uh, Godless on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you seen it? I haven't. It's very good. Jeff Daniels is a mean motherfucker in this one. Oh, no. Um, it's, he's phenomenal. He's so, so, so good. Um, but she is... This, it's set in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, like, you know, the Old West kind of days. I don't know exactly what the what the exact time frame is. But she's got that, like, kind of southern, southwesternish like twang to her voice mm-hmm. um and he kind of i kind of had forgotten that she was british oh really she pulls it yeah. off that well she pulls it off really well Shit, yeah dude yeah yeah she was great i think my favorite i think my favorite was hugh grant oh i hated listening to him I hated listening to him talk, but I loved his mannerisms and his whole, like, oh, will you spank me? <laughs> Charlie Hunnam, like, he was yeah. just like, maybe I'll follow you up to your bedroom. <laughs> like, he was so gross. I mean, he really was. <laughs> I really like the whole idea that, like, Matthew McConaughey's character was, like, a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. And then just sells drugs. <laughs> he was just like, wait a minute. This isn't worth it. Oh, man. No, and I also, actually, I thought Colin Farrell was pretty good. I did, too. I loved his character. I thought it was so funny how apologetic he was (laughs) and how he was just like, my boys, my boys did a bad thing. Please don't punish them. Punish me. Whatever you want, Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And they're like, oh, bad mistakes to make. (laughs) Because he's like, what, an MMA like coach or whatever and his fighters they call themselves the toddlers don't they they do they sure do <laughs> and they straight up commit crimes and then just make youtube music videos about them yeah it's like the most 2019 thing that you can possibly do oh absolutely and it was just, it was funny when i was watching it too because i thought to myself i was like oh remember when remember when those were real problems that people had <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure instead of all of this shit Oh boy, um, no! It was very entertaining. Like it was not great, no. But it was it was very a very Guy Ritchie movie, right? Like that's the that's the thing you need to remember when you're watching like a Guy Ritchie movie or like a Tarantino movie or whatever. Like they have a style, yeah. And you have to just you have to know what you're getting into. 
I think like I think Guy Ritchie is very self-aware where he is trying to make entertainment mm-hmm. and I don't think it really goes beyond like there's no social commentary there's barely complex themes in a Guy Ritchie movie well the recent ones at least but I think in contrast to what you just said I think Tarantino tries to make art <laughs> yeah he's very full of himself yeah I think he um, thinks everything he makes is art. It's true. Well, he's he's a director. He's already said, "Oh, I'm only going to make this many films, and then I'm going to stop." Like, no one cares. Yeah, you could have stopped ten years ago, and no one would have noticed. So, I just want you to not do something because it fits a quantity. Do it because it's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I just I enjoyed the gentleman, and I the things that I liked about it too. Like, it's just I don't know. It just. It was silly. It was. It was silly and it was fun and it was light and, you know, I wasn't overly concerned that, like, um, I wasn't overly concerned that, like, Matthew McConaughey was gonna die. Because he's, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. You don't headline him in your cast and then kill him in the opening scene. Like, it's not gonna happen. No. No. Exactly. Um. But yeah, it was just, it's just, uh, I was just looking at the plot somewhere here on, um, Wikipedia, and it's a long plot summary. It is. Well, that's what happens when you have two characters retelling a narrative that they believe has occurred, and then other characters are telling the truth alongside it as they believe it has occurred. Like, uh-huh. it's fucking nuts. Guy Ritchie doesn't know how to not make a movie like that. No, I know, and it was it was funny too because like it, it there's this fairly straightforward story, mm-hmm. and then then this like Russian student fell over a balcony, was pushed over a balcony, whatever, and now there's like an entirely separate <laughs> subplot. <laughs> like it was just a very like yeah. Now there's yeah <laughs> a legitimate assassination attempt happening, and no one knows why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very bizarre. Like it's just. It was uh, it was very fun. I very much enjoyed it. I wish I'd watched it sooner. I really like Jeremy Strong's character. He was just so mm-hmm. <sighs> smarmy. Isn't the word because it wasn't smarmy, but it had this tone of like, mm, well, <laughs> kind of yeah. And everything yeah. he said, I loved. It was just a ridiculous way of speaking and living, and his costumes were <laughs> insane. He was uh-huh. just a delight. A delight to the eyes and the ears, I'll say. Yeah, he was, um... Yeah, he was He was good. And, like, yeah, there was lots of things in this that I just thought were fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was he was very much just over the top. Like he was like Jerry Strong's character. Mm-hmm. He was just he was just a little bit extra every time you saw him. Mm-hmm. Way too much. That's why, yeah. <laughs> like immediately when he started talking, I was like, "Gonna hey, you can't fucking trust this guy. Are you shitting me?" Like, <laughs> do you see his whole being and person that he is? And you're just like cool with it. Are you sure? You sure? Yeah. Yeah. But But it's also funny to me when you watch movies with, like, this kind of, like, sort of, you know, criminal underworld element, which is what really what this is, right? Um, It's always so funny to me that, like, they just do their business right out in the open and everyone knows who they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, well, I feel like that's not how it works, but okay. And they're also not suspicious enough of other people. Like, I don't understand that. I was just like, 
how are you not keeping your head on a fucking swivel all the time? Mm-hmm. No, it was fun. I would give it four out of five for, like, the fun factor. Hell yeah. I'd agree. I laughed out loud a number of times. Like, just kind of cackled. Yeah, me too. Because it was, it was very fun. It was very, very much worth watching. I was surprised at how scary Henry Golding was. Very intense. He was really, really creepy. And I didn't... Did not expect. Did not expect that. Love him in Crazy Rich Asians, obviously. The thing that I did not like about this movie, I did not need the projectile vomit. No, it didn't. I felt like that was unnecessary. Yeah, way over the top. For a lot of reasons. Way over the top. I feel, I think I texted you when I was watching. I was like, yeah, I didn't need that projectile vomit. Because, like, it just... I, I mean, I get why they did it, and I, like, whatever made sense for the story, but, like, I didn't need to see it. Yeah. If it could have just had him, like, sick in a non-specific way... Or even if he'd have, like, thrown up right at the table, like, but not out and thrown up onto the floor. Yeah, nobody pukes like that. That would have been fine. Like, your body doesn't have the fucking velocity capacity to fucking chuck vomit 12 feet across. The, no, and not like, for that long. No! And not for, like, no, that's not how it works. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I didn't need that. And it was funny because I watched uh, Pitch Perfect not that long ago. And there's a projectile vomit mm-hmm. bit in Pitch Perfect, which is, like, m- played, obviously, for comedy. Yeah. So it's different, because it's a comedy, and, I, like, it's to me, it's less gross. Because it's meant to be, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's meant to be over the top. It's meant to be... Yeah, in a yeah. Way. And so when you see her, like, when you see her throwing up, and, you, like, the camera's behind her, and you can see the spray just, like... Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Throughout. But it's also, yeah. but it's also like, yeah, whatever. It's not that gross. But when it's like, when it's something like this, I was just like, no thanks. Yeah, it was. It went way too long. Um, but I think I, I was my thought that I had when I was watching the movie that it would be fun to take all of these characters. I mean, obviously you have like a plot summary, so you could do it. But like, if you didn't know and didn't have a summary for it, to be like, how are all of these characters connected? Oh God, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a web with lines that... Go- it's like one of those staircases that just keeps going around and around. Yeah. Right? One of those optical illusions. That's all it is, because I have no idea how it's anyone is connected It's an MC Escher painting, and that's yeah, the highest compliment we can ever give Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, because most of his movies are exactly this convoluted. Yeah. If we re- Maybe that's why King Arthur didn't do so well, because it wasn't convoluted. It was just way too straightforward that people were like, mm, this isn't clever enough. Yeah. Well, also, Guy Ritchie directed the fucking live-action Aladdin, and it was such a piece of shit. Man, I was like, why is he directing this? Didn't he also do the Sherlock Holmes movies? He did. Those aren't terrible. They're not. But Aladdin is a way different step, I'd say. Yes. (laughs) In a bad direction for him to go. Yeah, but, like, but I was thinking about it, like, because, yeah, the Sherlock Holmes movies were pretty linear they didn't yeah. have all of the this weird same weird but you could tell it was a guy Ritchie movie when you watch it because of the like how like the, the stylization or yeah and he'd like you they had those inner monologues where he's thinking through his steps before he takes them and mm-hmm. and then you see that all fast forwarded so yeah there's, there's yeah had so a it's very, very guy richie esque yeah. But not in a, not in, like, a distracting way. And so, like, I felt, like, maybe that was the problem with King Arthur, though, is that it was, like, it was still very Guy Ritchie-esque, but maybe it was just too linear. I just think they fucked up by 
losing Jude Law so quick. Yeah, maybe. Because, like, that's a... That would have been a sweet antagonist over more movies, you know? Yeah, I kind of want to watch it again now. Yeah, me too. Is it on Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to track it down. Don't you worry. (laughs) Where is it? Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I would say four out of five. Agreed. For the gentleman. Uh, Now let's talk about Chris Evans and that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just get there. Hit me with it. Okay, so here's the thing... Here's the thing about Knives Out that I really loved. Okay. Pretty much all of it, except for Daniel Craig. Agreed. I, I like Daniel Craig a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with a slightly different approach, I feel like his character would have been very useful mm-hmm. in this movie. He doesn't do anything. But he doesn't do anything. He doesn't salt, like, he does fucking nothing. And they're somehow going to make a sequel with Daniel Craig. So anyway, um, the thing about all of this is I figured out pretty, like, quickly what, not necessarily what had happened. But who was... But who? Because his name is fucking Ransom. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Ryan Johnson, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, if you could have made it more obvious, I don't know how. That's so funny. I didn't even think of it that way. His name is Ransom. (laughs) That's so stupid. Well, and then, and then when, what's her face? Oh, Marta, when she goes, like, climbs up and then climbs back down. Mm -hmm. And great grandma's like, oh, Ransom, you're back? Or whatever it is she says. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I love But that was literally it. (laughs) Oh, she was amazing. She was a big mood. (laughs) I I like how one of the detectives is like, how old is she? And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. She just won't die. That's all we know. But, like, so the basic premise here is that um, the patriarch of the family has changed his will Mm -hmm. and cut his entire family out of it. Yeah. Does he tell anybody? I can't remember. Does he tell anybody who he leaves his estate to? He tells it to Ransom. Oh, right. Okay. So he tells Ransom. Yeah. That he, it's like his 85th birthday party, that he's left his entire estate to his nurse. Yeah. I don't. Wait, does he tell that, or does he just say he's chain? He's cutting him out. I think he might have just told him that he was cutting him out. I can't remember. And Ransom gets all upset. Yeah. Um, and then when he dies, when the old man dies, they find out that his will uh, has been changed very recently, yeah. and he has left everything to his nurse, who the family, of course, assumes uh, knew about this and like made him do it. Yeah. They think he wasn't She's- perhaps in his right mind when he made those changes so of course they want to challenge him yeah and she's like i had no idea Mm -hmm. whatsoever and this all happens (laughs) (laughs) because oh my god the death of the grandfather was so unnecessarily gory oh my god it really was it was upsetting in the most, like, visceral. Ugh. Just, why would you choose to go that way? <laughs> I know. Like, that was insanity to me. But I understand, like, the point of it was to make it look like she didn't do it, which we know she didn't. Yes, because obviously if she's if she's a suspect, then... She doesn't get the estate. Yeah. 
which was part of his. But yeah, the whole thing was just very... It, it was interesting, too, because, like, it was very clever, mm-hmm. but it wasn't too clever. Well, that's because you had <laughs> Daniel Craig running the show. There's only <laughs> but, so yeah, much like... clever that could come out of that man. <laughs> but, like, but it was no, but it wasn't, like, and I don't mean that, but it was, it was clever, but it wasn't precious, right? Like, it was, yeah. it was just, it was, it was interesting and it was intriguing, but, like, yeah, I mean, his name was Ransom. How do you, I don't, anyway, whatever. I think... Bad. I think what makes these two films similar is they were both trying to be silly. Yes, and I think Knives Out in a lot of ways succeeded more so than The Gentleman because the the plot was a lot less complicated. Was it? <laughs> well, kind of. Partially because the like you didn't have the setting was I think a big part of of Knives Out where it wasn't with The Gentleman. Yeah. And so, like, they're in the house, Mm -hmm. which, like, okay. That house is ridiculous. So here's the thing, though. (laughs) I understand that, like, they needed a setting and whatever, but, like, the exterior shot of the house that they used, there's no possible way that that fucking library fits in that house. house. And it doesn't. Like, they're not the same building at all. No. and the library was phenomenal, but the bulk of the action in that movie takes place in that library. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit on the grounds, and a couple, there's a couple scenes that are, like, off the property, but not much. Yeah, I appreciated that. It made it seem much more tense. And mm-hmm. I also appreciated that, unlike the gentleman from the start, we knew that she was innocent. Yes. And so... That's what I really appreciated about the film, and that's why I agree with you that, like, Daniel Craig served no purpose, because without his assistance, she still could have gotten free. Like, there's no... Well, and, like, his introduction is ridiculous, because he's sitting in behind as this, like, police interview is going Mm -hmm. on, and then he just says something, like, who are you? Like, it's just the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, I'm still not quite clear why he's there. I think, did Ransom not hire him? No, I don't think I'm it pretty was sure. Ran- was it Ransom? I think it was. I really liked Michael Shannon in this movie. <laughs> How he was just <laughs> like... He was such a kind of self-martyred and just unrecognized son who had done like everything to keep his dad's business running and he's just like looked over just looked right Uh over and their neoconservative right wing son with his fucking preppy clothes yep amazing it was good like that was it was really good and like Tony Collette was really good yeah as was Jamie Lee Curtis Oh, yeah, she's phenomenal. It's a great cast. Top to bottom. Okay, here, hang T-W. on here. Are you looking up the plot okay. summary? We should yes, really be experts so, on movies before we talk about them. Wealthy novelist Harlan Thrombey invites to his mansion, blah, blah, blah. Housekeeper finds him dead with his throat slit. Police believe it was suicide, but an anonymous party pays private detective Benoit Blanc to investigate. His name sucks so bad. I hate it. it really All the names is. in this movie are so stupid. <laughs> Fucking Harlan Thromsby. 
Are you shitting me, Ryan Johnson? Rom-speed? <laughs> um, well, the dumbest thing about all of this... Okay, so here's the deductions, right? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ransom who hired... After the death was reported as suicide, Ransom anonymously hired Blanc to expose Marta as a murderer. But, like, it would have happened regardless. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Like, Ransom shot himself in the foot so badly because uh-huh. he meddled too much. He did. He Well, and the dumb thing, too, like, Marta couldn't lie, and when she did, she threw Oh, up. my God, I forgot about that part! Which was, which was ridiculous, because, like, if he knew that, which I feel like he knew that about her anyway, mm-hmm. like, he, well, and that's why I think he needed to try and frame her, because she could, she can't lie. Mm-hmm. But, it, oh, it was just, it was stupid. But regardless, like, the attempt of his to sabotage her duties as a nurse, uh-huh. it doesn't matter if she lied. She could say, like... It, it could still be an accidental death, and she could still, like, be charged with negligence for that. Like, yep, he is so stupid. Well, and I mean, it was funny, too, because I had already figured it out by the time that he, like, takes her away from the property and they like, in that diner or whatever. Yeah. I had already kind of figured it out. But, like, it was just so funny him trying really hard to get her on his side. Yeah, I appreciated his, like, manipulative power in that moment. Oh, absolutely. And she almost bought it, too. Yeah, because he was the only Um, one who was like, you know what? Fuck all those guys. They're crazy. They're insane. Just tell me. See, I don't think that that was manipulation. I don't think that was manipulation. I think he very firmly believes that his family sucks, right? Like No, I know, but he was just, like, he was trying to be... A straight man for her to be like, yeah. This, this is some sort of like insane scenario, and of course it is. So why don't we just fucking like hash it out? But I also feel, and it's funny, like when I mentioned like the sweater at the beginning here, I feel like that scene was made better by that sweater. Yes, <laughs> if that may- like. You know, because there's something about that look, that whole, that whole, like, way of being that, like, you would, as much of, like, kind of a fuck up as he is, as you, you know, and what his family sort of thinks of him, like, there's, there was something very trusting about all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of, sort of like, nah, I'm just, like, gonna wear my fancy sweater and you can just, can, you can trust me, it's fine. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knew how to play into all of that. Let's just rap about these crazy circumstances we find ourselves in. Am I right? Yeah, and, and very, like, approachable and very affable and, and whatever, right? And it's, and, and also the, the sweater itself was very different from, like, anyone else in the family. Yeah, very Mr. Rogers. Yes. But it was so weird, like, watching Chris Evans just be an asshole. Like, it was kind of a bizarre thing. Wait, 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 Megan. I need to write my Chris Evans as Mr. Rogers fan fiction. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. It's it's upsetting to hear him say swear words. No, the swear words didn't bother me. It was, like, the framing someone for murder that bothered me. <laughs> well, but it was uh no, it was super good. It was super fun. 
agree. And if anyone other than Daniel Craig was the detective, I would love to see a whole bunch more of these. Like, a good detective. Actually, maybe that's the whole point. Maybe he, maybe this is it. Maybe this sequel will be another, like, murder mystery that he does nothing to help solve. But somehow, because he gets involved, people think that he's this, like, great detective. Yeah. Well, didn't he have some sort of rep with the police department? I like think so. But then, character? but then he just kind of, like, bumbles his way into solving all these cases, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Because he's there. He's there and he's just watching people. <laughs> yeah. And so he's not like, he's not a bad detective or whatever, but like none of the things that happened in that story are because of needed him. him. Yeah. Needed him to be there. He doesn't drive and, like, the, the plot. No. And the fact that he knew right away that like she was there or whatever, because she had a little spot of blood on it. Fuck off. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Anyway, that part annoyed me. I was like, the bit of blood was not large enough for that to have been something that you noticed. You know what I also thought? I thought the movie was about 20 minutes too long. Yeah. It really wasted some time in the middle that I think was a bit ridiculous. But it was enjoyable. Yeah, I, I, I felt like the some of the bits with like uh, like Tony Collette and like with her daughter mm-hmm. could have done and with some them. of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think we could have maybe done with done without some of that stuff. Or just, and like, like them. you know, 10% less of the family fighting. Because it's not really the family fighting that matters to the plot. We know they're dysfunctional already. Yeah, and we know that they all would have had their reasons to have wanted him dead. Yeah. Um, and that the only person who didn't want him dead was probably Marta. Poor Marta. Fucking Harlan Thornsby. Are you kidding me? That was his fucking <laughs> name. No, Thromby. Thromsby. Thromby. It's even worse than my brain thought it was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed it too. I'd say four to five on that one too. Because yeah, there were some things about it that I didn't love, but I really liked the library. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to rank this one a three. I thought it was too long. Dano Craig was distracting. But that fucking sweater pulls it right up, doesn't it? <sighs> Boy, does it. He had two good sweaters in that one. There were, there were two good sweaters. Just whoever the costume designer was on that movie, just hand them their Academy Award right now. Right? Great job. Yeah, because every character was, like, perfectly costumed. Mm-hmm. Also, the set design for his, like, little office upstairs and stuff was really good, too. It really was. Like, it looked like a dude who's, you know, wrote whatever, 150 novels and then is just like a weird old guy with a lot of weird interests because he needs to write detective novels yeah um yeah so no it was good and right now i'm trying to get finished a book so i can watch the tv show yeah it's on amazon prime now hey it is on amazon prime and i just saw commercial for it uh, it's called Little Fires Everywhere, in case anyone... The book is so good so far. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, I've had um, more than one person say that to me, that the book's amazing. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's, like, very intricate, but not... It's not overly long. It's only about 300 pages, which is nice. Ooh, really nice. Yeah. And so I'm curious, because they made, like, an eight-episode TV show out of it, so I'm super curious as, like, how that plays out. Well, that doesn't seem too crazy to me. Like, 
At least it's not freaking 13. That would be way too many episodes. No, but I'm thinking like in, you know, like in with like Last Kingdom, they made a 10 episode series out of two books, right? Or a 10 episode season out of two books. Yeah, they cut a shit ton out though. Megan. So I'm just curious, I'm just, but I'm just curious to know like what, you know, what is in the the show and from the, and from the book and what's added to the show because I'm sure there's going to be some stuff added. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, the cast of the show looks really great, too. Hell yeah, it does. So, Fucking yeah, Joshua um, Jackson? Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and, like, the, the community they live in in this is, like, a real place. Oh. It's called, like, Shaker Heights. Shaker is a suburb of Cleveland. And it was, like, a planned community from, like, the 1920s. Oh, interesting. Uh, and it's very... Uh, yeah, it's a real place, and it seems very step-ready. So, Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the ending. I have some thoughts about the ending, but obviously I haven't got there yet, and I don't know. Can we wait to discuss until I have also read it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Um, but I wanted to read the book before I watched the show. Yeah, I've also been told that to as a recommendation by people. Yeah. And I also finished reading Normal People by Sally Rooney, mm-hmm. which is also a TV show. And I think it's on the CBC Gem app is something that I read somewhere. Um, so I'm going to watch that at some point in time. It was good. It was, uh, it was it's interesting because it's like, without giving too much away, it's about these two, it starts off in, uh, set in the west of Ireland. Um, of outside Galway. Well, she's Irish, so yeah. Um, and it's, it's set outside Galway uh, in a small town. And so... In Ireland, when they talk about going to school, that means, like, primary school, secondary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then college is, like, university. Mm-hmm. So it starts off in, like, the last year of school um, for these kids. And there's uh, Connell and Marianne, and they're, like, uh, Connell's mother is the housekeeper at Marianne's house. And that's kind of how they know each other. They go to school together as well, but, you know. Got it. That's how they know each other. That's a class and they start a relationship. I'm assuming class distinction yeah they started marianne's very like she doesn't have any friends and she's very aloof she's very very smart um but she's not really she's not popular in school at all um and so like there's a commentary there obviously about how money doesn't can't buy you everything Mm -hmm. obviously um and then they both end up they start some like some kind of a relationship and they've known each other for a long time and whatever whatever and so they start like a bit of a relationship and then they both go off to to college they go to trinity college in dublin and then it just kind of goes from there. And the book is, it's told in these like snippets. Each chapter is like three months after the most, the previous one or four months after, like it's not, it's not continuous. That's neat. And so it's, it's sort of like the two of them coming into and leaving each other's lives in all of these different scenarios. Oh, neat. That sounds Um, good. It's good. And I, it's, it's well written. She wrote another book called conversations with friends, which was also, good-ish there I had some like there's things about that one that I didn't love this one with normal people I liked it a lot better oh okay and I feel like I liked it better because it it was a little bit smaller did they pick the wrong one to adapt then into a no I no I think they picked the right one to adapt um conversations with friends was good but it's a little bit more it it was a little bit more involved and a little bit more sort of broadly I don't know and I felt like the characters in that one they made me think of the characters in Girls. Oh, no. In certain ways, and I was just like, whereas this one, I didn't get that same feeling. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's good. It's I would say that Normal People for sure is worth read. They're probably both worth a read. Um, but I would say that Normal People is a better one. 
Gotcha. Yeah. And it was not a hard read either. I read it. I read the majority of it on like Monday night. Mm-hmm. And then I put it away for the week because I had a bunch of stuff that I was, other stuff I was doing. And then I finished it yesterday and I had like, I don't know, maybe a third of it left and it took me less than an hour to read the last third of it. Oh, sweet. That's not bad. Yeah. So they're not, it's not a long book either. It's not a hard read, but it was good. I quite enjoyed it. Well, I've been just reading old standbys. <laughs> Patrick Rothfuss again and, uh. Jack Reacher some more. How many times do you think that motherfucker's been arrested? Jack Reacher? Yeah. Oh, so many. Like, there's what, like 20 books probably? Something like Something that, yeah. Like He's that. been arrested in every single one, I think. Yeah, I think it's pretty... <laughs> pretty close. I uh, had to recommend one to my dad uh, that I had just finished. I really like the ones where he's, where it's, um, in the past, where it's his army days. I find those ones to be absolutely fascinating. Uh-huh. They are really interesting. Cause like you see, when you watch, when you read those ones, you kind of see where, how he becomes the way that he is yeah. as he gets older mm-hmm. and you see some of the things like he's, he's an interesting character cause he's definitely, um, and I think it, I think the fact that he was written as like a military as military police, mm-hmm. and not just you know like an infantryman or whatever, I think makes a big difference. Yeah, he's set apart like mil- from a lot of people. Yes, in and everything. he's a lot more able to be skeptical yeah. of things than just sort of blindly following orders. And I just love it. Anytime he's arrested, they're like, "What's your address?" He's like, "You're looking at it. <laughs> like, don't got one." <laughs> Well, um... <laughs> I can't remember what book it, it is in where he finally has to, like, give in and get a, an ATM card. Yeah. And he's just so mad about it. He is. <laughs> and he's just, like, so mad about the process and, like, having to go to a bank and having to show ID. And that's why he, he starts carrying his expired passport. And it's just like, oh my god, dude. He would be Ron Swanson. No, I don't think if. so. I don't think Ron Swanson wants to help other people, even if they are facing an injustice. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying, like, if if there, like, he would that would that's the kind of like character he's almost he's almost modeled after in that sort of respect, right? Like, oh yeah, like ready to kind cut of up like, his credit cards at any moment. <laughs> yes, and like bury his fortune in gold under a tree, yeah, like for sure. just absolutely no, like cut himself off from from the world entirely. Um, and just, like, and, and also sort of, like, that world weary, like, oh, what nonsense now. Yeah. The one that I'm reading right now, I forget the title of it, but, um, they all have ridiculous just, like, noun or verbs as titles, so they're impossible to remember. But it's the one I'm <laughs> reading right now. Straight up the first chapter, he sees that he's in Chicago. He sees this woman limping and struggling, trying to carry a whole bunch of stuff out of a dry cleaning place. So he offers her her arm, and then both of them are kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, what is wrong with your life, dude? I know. I know. And she just happens to be an FBI agent, and she's, like, trying to give him orders about, like, what to do in this situation. He's like, no, we're cool. <laughs> I got it. No worries. <laughs> My favorite thing about Jack Reacher, bar none, 
is how whenever it's time for him to go to sleep, how that gets described. Yeah, he's just, he's like, just like, I close my the eyes. The most... I set a clock. <laughs> I set a... The most methodical person, yeah. like, in the world. And, like, because he only ever has one set of clothes, he, like, puts his shirt mm-hmm. and pants, like, under the mattress to, like, press them out. Yeah. But then, yeah... And then he just wakes up because the alarm in his head tells him it's time to get up. And I just think that it's so funny. It is. And I love it how he's just like, yeah, I put, I folded up my toothbrush. I put, you know, my, my stuff under the mattress. I had a shower. I settled in. If he's lucky, he gets a shave. And then he's like, okay, let's wake up at 7 a.m. And then he's just like, lights out. <laughs> like, but that's also only like the first night, because by the second or third night, there's always a woman involved. Yeah. And then he ends up sleeping with her, mm-hmm. and then it ruins his whole routine. And I always wonder about Jack Reacher, how does he feel when his routine gets ruined? Um, I don't know. I feel like because he's army, he's always like, everything's fucking chaos all the time. So I think for him, if he, like, there's bare minimums that he wants to have met. And sometimes some of that is, you know, sexual companionship, and that's okay. But how does he put his shirt and pants under the mattress if he's, like, you know what I mean? Like, how does he make sure he doesn't have wrinkles in his clothes if they just get thrown off in a frenzy? Oh, I think, well, after that, it's like he's wearing it like a badge of pride, like Ron Swanson's red shirt. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he just maybe he just goes and buys new clothes, buys a new t-shirt and <laughs> new pair of pants. With his fucking uh, $20 he carries? Yeah, right. I know. I know. I know. And I, oh, the other thing, too, that I always love is, like, whatever, whatever places he's in, because oftentimes he ends up in small towns, yeah. right? Like, not so much in big cities. And whatever, he always finds, like, you know, staying in, like, a town with, like, one motel and a diner. Mm-hmm. And you can always see the motel from, from the, the diner. From the diner, yeah. And see the diner from the motel. And the diner always seems to have, like, a big parking lot. And then there's, like, always, you know, weirdly suspicious things happening in the diner parking lot mm-hmm. that he can see from the motel. Um, but, like, the coffee in the diner's never good. Mm-hmm. But he drinks it anyway. Like, it's just, it's so funny. Like, it, they're just so tropey, and I love it. I love it. Everything about him as a character is so friggin' ridiculous that it's just, like, you're literally helping a woman on the sidewalk and you both get kidnapped like it's <laughs> insane that these things happen to him well and the fact that he can get his way out of like literally any yes. situation means that like he should be able to better into it when shit's gonna go down for sure it's just like you are the most unlucky lucky man on the planet yeah. Well, and the other thing that I like about the books, too, because the, the movies, of course, didn't didn't do this as well. The other thing I love about the books is how he, like, calculates, okay, there's, I gotta fight these five guys. Yeah. How am I gonna do this? And he'll just straight up tell them, like, you are, <laughs> are you sure you want to do this? I'm gonna punch you yeah. in the fucking face so hard that you cry, and then <laughs> you're gonna do this, yeah. and your other guy's gonna yeah. do this. And you know what? I'm fucking tired, so maybe we just shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a Guy Ritchie-directed Jack Reacher movie. Oh, shit, yeah. For, like, those like those sort of things, like, the fight sequences would be unreal. Yes. Starring David Diggs. <laughs> okay, done deal. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw his bum again in the Snowpiercer show, just by the way. Oh, I'm gonna... Cool. Jess texted me about it, about how... 
She was excited to watch it. I was like, oh, Kelsey told me that she saw this. She's like, oh, heck yes. Mm-hmm. There's only two episodes, though, on Netflix. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, it's coming out, like, a weekly or whatever. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah. I think I might wait till it's all out, because I know, I know how I get. <laughs> I, know. I know how I be. <laughs> yeah. There's certain things that I don't like to wait to watch. Yeah. Like, with The Walking Dead or Outland or whatever, I want to watch it, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like that, I can probably wait. Oh, it was hell to wait for the last dance episodes to come out every week. And you got two of them, too. But it was still like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, how spoiled we are. I know. I know. Well, and now, like, you can just watch the things over and over again. Yep. Sure can. Yeah. Well, this was a conversation about nothing. (laughs) It was. Look at us go. I'm really proud of us, actually. Surprised we talked for as long as we did. We got there. Nothing's um, new, people. Nothing's happening. No, stop expecting things from us. <laughs> nothing has changed. The world is uh, falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's good times. I'm just like so fucking psyched for my haircut, though. Oh my god, I've got this yeah. like gross little mullet tail at the end. Oh man, it's gonna feel so good. I'm gonna feel like a normal human being again. Um, I had found a quiz, but I don't, I never saved it or like give, put a, any, so I don't know if I can find it again. Just give me one sec. Okay. Cause it kind of made me, the, I never really looked at it, but the heading made me chuckle. Oh, I love those. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Deal. Um. This is great right But now. then like. Yeah, super, super, super good entertainment here. Um, no, I can't remember. I'll look for it again. See if I can, I'm sorry. But I had found it, and I was just like, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, we should do this. And then I, for whatever reason, I didn't put it in, like, a Chrome window or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then that was the, that was the end of it. Well... Two oh weeks, well. Look forward to it. <laughs> or pff, in two weeks, who even knows? Who what's knows? Happen? Who knows? Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything? No, else? God, no, Megan. Just trying to get through every day, my dude. That's yeah. it. Every day, I keep waiting for you to say "old sport" instead of "my dude." And... It's not gonna happen. <laughs> We've already established that my dude is the version for 2020. Well, and that's it's definitely your version. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us for a while. You can find our things on the internet. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Mm-hmm. There's an Instagram Twitter. and a Twitter. Literally, if you Google Garbage Fire Pod, you're going to find it. Yeah. This is, and if you can't, just really think hard about your choices. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the last episode that we uploaded, uh, there was an audio thing because I forgot to reset Kelsey's volume level. So, like, I mixed it and did a really good job of it. And then you could hear me really well and then couldn't hear you at all. Oh, no. So then I, and thanks to Tyler for pointing that out, so then I had to go back and, like, re- realign all the tracks, and I think I did it okay. 
Uh, so, and, and no one complained the second time, so. Okay, good. I'm, I'm still working with <laughs> a non-microphone microphone. Oh. Yeah, no it, was, no, it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with me, just not, like, when I, when I made the two tracks into one track, I didn't, like, adjust your volume. Gotcha. To compensate, yeah. so it was very yeah. quiet. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, it was bad news. Um, so I promise I won't do that again. All right, then. And that's all we have for this week. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster.